Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. A huge thank you to all the new members and the support that you get to the channel. It's absolutely amazing. And let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story does come with updates as well. It's from Future Mother-in-Law Issues, who says, I think my 29 female future mother-in-law, 63 female, may be trying to sabotage my relationship with my fiance, 31 male. Long-time lurker, first-time advice seeker. Let's get down to business. I've been with my fiance, Adam, for five years, and we've been engaged for seven months. We have a beautiful home together, and we both work really hard at our relationship. The issue isn't with Adam. He does his very best to mitigate the situation with his mum, but it's wearing on him and I worry that one day he'll have to choose. I don't want him to have to do that. That would hurt him too much to choose between me and his family. There are a lot of situations, but I thought I would highlight the worst and most recent. About three years ago, one month after we purchased our house his mum really needed windows in her house mold was growing a lot and some no longer had seals now his mum actually has a sizable savings account enough that she can spend her money frivolously on luxury goods like birkin bags and, and getting her hair done two times a week her nails buying a mercedes every two years and so on however she never budgets for anything so she asked him for $25,000 to replace the windows. He said he'd cover them. When he told me, I almost had a heart attack. He said it was a loan and that she'd pay him back. I still have law school debt to cover and we have a larger than we should have mortgage. She made a comment to him about how I would let her freeze to death all winter and he had to help her. We took extra out on the mortgage to cover the windows. Top of the line, everything. We still have yet to see a dime. I suppose it went into a new GL class. To quote the bard, neither a borrower nor a lender be. Adam and I had a vacation planned a year after the Windows Dilemma happened. We decided that we'd go to Europe for two weeks as he'd never been and, and I lived there from the time I was three until I came to America for school. We set our hearts on Spain and rented a lovely apartment in Barcelona for the two weeks. It was perfect for two. We planned all of our tours and outings around our interests. Adam loved architecture, so we had a few tours solely planned for that. His mother decided that she had to come, and she'd never been to Europe either, so she invited herself on our trip. Like I did previously, I tried to appeal to his rational side, but I couldn't get through his emotional side, so I just accepted that she'd be coming along. Well, coach wasn't good enough for her, and she had to have tickets upgraded to business. But she didn't want to travel alone, so she pitched in for a seat for Adam to travel with her. I had to remain in coach alone. What? 
Then she didn't want to stay at the apartment because it wasn't a vacation to her. No, she had to stay at the W in Barcelona where she begged Adam to stay with her, but there wasn't any room for me. But she cried and said how sad she was without her husband with her as he passed away before they could get to Europe together. He passed away 10 years ago. So I stayed at the apartment alone while they stayed at the hotel. We were supposed to meet up for breakfast, but she would never get ready on time, so they wouldn't be down until 11am, and we missed most of our outings. I definitely felt like the third wheel and questioned why I even bothered to go on the vacation when I could have stayed at home and not felt so alone. Adam and I began to discuss wedding plans. I would like to keep it relatively low key as my family still lives in Europe and cannot attend as my father is very sick and we are worried he may take a turn for the worse. Traveling is not worth it for him and and I wouldn't want him to risk his health for something that is a one-day event. I told Adam that I would just like a courtroom ceremony and his mother and sister, of course, and friends. Would then take everyone out for a fancy dinner. His mother did not, I repeat, not take kindly to this. She said that if her son was going to get married, it would have to be a grand affair for everyone to see. I just keep looking at my side of the seating chart and the pitiful numbers of guests. I just want to cry. She has been planning it. I told Adam I didn't want this. I expressly told him that I just wanted a small, really, really, really small event. No go. She won't even hear him. She just refers to me as her and she and says how I think I'm too good for a large wedding and that my family is too good for America. My family is American. My dad is and was an ambassador. This has been happening quite a lot recently and this time it's just been one too many times. Lately, she's been asking for more together family time. She lives quite close, but we don't see her all that often as she has friends and events that keep her busy. Not too busy to plan for a wedding though. She has requested that we, Adam and I, have dinner with her three times a week. Well, what has been happening is that she's been reserving a spot at the restaurant for 6 p.m. I didn't get home until 6.30 some nights. She has been encouraging Adam to eat out without her as I'm too thoughtless to come home at a decent hour to eat with her son. How lonely that must be for him. It honestly doesn't bother me that he goes out to eat with her that often, but the things she says behind my back. Well, I came home early tonight. I left work and was on the road by 4.30pm, home by 5pm. I surprised Adam as he was coming in the door when I yanked the door open to greet him happily. He was so excited to see me. I could come to dinner with him and his mum. I told him I just needed to shower really quick and get dressed. He called his mum right away and told her I would be able to make it. He also made a comment stating he hoped there was a reservation for three tonight. She said that there was, but she thought they'd like to eat earlier, like 5.30, and was already on her way to our house. She got there at 5.15 and stated she couldn't wait another second and had to eat right then. Adam said I'd be ready in just another 15 minutes and offered to call the restaurant and request they move us back. She wouldn't hear it. She just whined about being hungry and how a poor old woman shouldn't be expected to wait so his fiance could fulfill her vain requirements. He came upstairs and asked how long I'd be. I said just another 10 minutes. He said his mom was really upset and hungry. If I could skip a step for him so we could leave earlier. I told him to go ahead without me and I would meet them there. That was fine. And I got there and the table was for two. Of course. And Adam said we could make room. But she said would be inconvenience in everyone and I could just go sit at the bar and she had tried to get it fixed. I had one drink at the bar and then left. Came home, calmed down a bit and now I'm writing this. 
Wow, that was long. I think I need to get out there. I guess I figured everything out. Sorry to bother you. Unfortunately, my relationship is over with Adam. I realized this as I poured my heart out on this sub. Thank you. And this isn't the end of this saga. We have a couple of updates here. I think three updates. I haven't read them as yet, so... And I can already feel the comments before we go to them. It's going to be, you know, mother-in-law is a problem in this situation. Absolutely. But what you really have is a husband problem. Prioritizing mother-in-law. I couldn't imagine, you know, hypothetical partner, my mother and my mum, like the whole plane reservation. That was enough for me, you know, saying she's only booking a seat for him and you have to go and sit in coach. And then the apartment thing. She insists that he stays at a hotel and she pays for it. Well, you have to go and stay in the apartment. And the husband's just like, yeah, sorry about this, but you just have to deal with it. I mean, what the fuck's that about? If I was husband, I'd be mortified my mother was acting like this and, and treating you this way. And, you know, I'd be definitely taking a step back and telling her, no, you can't treat her like this. She's my partner, my fiance, future wife, going to be my family. And you're treating her this way. It's not excusable. And our first comment comes from Kawaii Pai who says, What the hell? Honestly, you should have just said it was a deal breaker of the Europe trip. Who the hell leaves the SO alone in a foreign country so he could spend the hotel room with his mother? You need to tell him to stand up and not be a doormat or he'll lose you. Croden Chick says, You don't have a future mother-in-law problem. <laughs> you have a fiancé problem. I wouldn't marry this man until he stopped enabling her shit. Stay strong. Out of the woods yet says, I held my breath until I got to the end bit. I'm so glad that you see this relationship should be over. How dare someone treat you this way? Adam is a thoughtless, spineless, horrible person to sit sipping champagne in, in first while you stay in coach on your big vacation. To leave you alone in apartment while he had breakfast at the W. To let her ruin your big day and not get the wedding you want and deserve. He's supposed to love you. If you marry this man, your life will be a series of compromises, weddings, honeymoon, Christmas, your birthday, your house, etc. She'll interfere in everything and will never stand up for you. You'll never be as important to Adam as her. God forbid you have kids. Can you imagine? She'll decide what nursery you should have and undermine you. She'll feed your kids rice cereal behind your back and scoff at all your choices. You'll have a horrible baby shower with none of your friends there and she'll make a scene as it isn't about her. Nightmare run a deleted user says mum sounds like a bitch but adam is a spineless mama's boy the issue here is him not standing up for you not her glad you don't want your future to continue to be controlled by her and one more comment from a deleted user who says your fiance is not trying at all in these situations to tell his mum how much of a crazy bitch she is I honestly would never marry, let alone stay for several years with my boyfriend if he didn't stick up for me to his manipulative mother. She invited herself to your romantic vacation and had your fiancé stay with her instead. I don't even know how you were still with him after that move. Good luck. So now let's move on to the update to find out what happened next. I really did not expect this kind of attention, considering I pretty much came to a conclusion seems to be the general consensus among you that it's the right one on my own but the support the support you have given me i'm overwhelmed and feel extremely grateful in a way i cannot express through pms and comment posts i cried while reading all of them some of you shared words of wisdom some of you shared different perspectives others shared similar experiences i feel at a loss for words anyway there isn't a very impactful update, but I figured I would update you on what has happened so far and take this opportunity to say thank you. 
so thank you. After I posted a comment on my own thread and was about two glasses deep in a bottle of wine, Adam came home. This was extremely late. He sat down beside me and looked defeated. He just looked at me with hopeless eyes. I asked him if he wanted to talk about it. He said he needed time to process everything that happened tonight. I told him I also needed time. He said to me that whatever I wanted to do, he would accept it. So I called up my maid of honor and asked if she would come pick me up and I could stay at her house for the night. Adam and I kissed and he told me that he loved me and I left. I haven't been back. From Colleen's house, I made a call the next morning to my office asking for a few more days off to go visit my family. So right now, I'm writing to you from my parents' house in Europe. I called Adam and told him my plan and he asked me if I would let him drive. I told him I was okay to go myself with Colleen and I would email him when I got to my family home. When I got settled at home, I emailed Adam and I sent him the thread that I had made that Tuesday night. A large majority of you wanted him to read it. So, he has read all, all of your comments. He also read the part where I came to the conclusion on my own that I had to end things. We talked briefly over Skype. He told me he felt raw from the thread, but he was glad that I had gotten things out. He asked me if I was sure if I wanted to break things off or if I still needed time to think. I said I was pretty sure. He asked me for a probability. This is a joke in our relationship for dealing with decisions. And I said I was 90% sure that this was the end for us. And I was using my time away wisely to really consider everything. For some reason, his eyes brightened and he just told me that we could talk about it when I got back stateside. I wouldn't break up with him over Skype and I think we have a lot of legalities to go through regarding the house and we have to collect any deposits that are available when we cancel the wedding things because his mum didn't pay for any of the wedding she planned. Anyway, I have to sit down with my father. He's been feeling better, which is a huge relief. He has offered me two thirds of the cost of the house, so I could either buy it from Adam and pay off most of the mortgage or just walk away and buy myself something else. I didn't expect this, but he said it would give me options should I decide what he thinks I have decided. He says he just wants me to have freedom and that he wouldn't want to see my heart and bank account broken at the same time. So that's that. Like I said, nothing really happened between Adam and I. I do have more power though, thanks to my parents, and I've been enjoying my time with my family. My mum and I have been shopping a lot, and my brother, my dad's doctor, and his family have been coming over for dinner quite a bit. My sister is expected to return from China tomorrow, and I'm very excited to see her. I wish you all a happy holidays and a hopeful new year. Hopefully my next update will have a conclusion one way or another. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
second update. Hi, I'll first want to apologize for how long this update took. I've been completely swamped at work and things have been happening at home too. So let's get into that. I want to thank everyone again for their continued support and interest in my relationship issues. Sincerely, the advice and shared experiences has made everything a lot clearer. Also, Adam has been following along. Firstly, I specifically want to thank everyone who defended and supported Adam. I don't see him as a bad guy and I really wouldn't be vindictive. So, passive-aggressive comments while leaving or making rude comments to him or anything really mean-hearted I couldn't do to him. He has supported me emotionally through getting my MBA. He helped me study for my LSATs. He read over my essays to apply to law schools. He did mock interviews with me. He sat through boring orientations with me. He stayed up all night with me when I was sick with nurse before taking the bar. He was my cheerleader when I ran my first triathlon. He is my champion when I see a house centipede. He is my dream man. And I would never give up my relationship with him if I didn't feel like I was fighting a losing battle. Now, are you guys in for a real shocker? Someone made a comment in the update that he would be outside my parents' house if he really wanted it to work. He took your advice to heart and he was outside with his bags in a rental on the evening of the 24th. I, uh, I was taken aback and I blurted out, what the fuck are you doing here? He just laughed and said he wanted to talk about everything and it couldn't wait until I got back. He'd been reading all the comments on the threads and he felt like they were very eye-opening. He browsed r slash raised by narcissists and felt very moved by the similarity of some of the posters have with their parents. He said that he spent the last few days thinking about what went down at the restaurant with his mother and how the look in my eyes when I looked at him after I realized what happened broke his heart. What I didn't know was that he and his mother got into a row after I went to sit at the bar, fighting about me and how he doesn't feel free, how his sister used to say she had the same problems but since she moved away it has died down a lot. A lot of people asked me why I put up with this for so long. I tried to remember this really started happening when it stopped appearing like regular mother-in-law don't want to lose my son comments and began to feel like isolation and vehemence. We used to have an okay relationship when we first met. Sometimes we'd go shopping together and we once got our nails done. It was around when Adam and I purchased the house together. That's when it really started to get bad. The Windows incident was the first big issue I remember, when she realized we were serious about each other. So back to when we were at my parents' house. We had a serious heart-to-heart. -heart. I bared everything to him and he did the same. So there was no extreme confession of incest or physical abuse. It was just that he thinks he was raised by a narcissist who saw her control her son, her pride and joy, slipping away. We came to the decision. Here is what we decided on December 27th. He went back to the US after New Year's Day a couple of days before me and moved his stuff out of our place to a friend's. He didn't want me to be inconvenienced for changes he had to make. We have put our engagement on hold for the time being. He cancelled all the plans his mother made. He's been seeing a therapist since the middle of January pretty consistently, twice to three times a week. I've been to four sessions with him. His mother has not. We have sort of begun dating each other again. I've been talking to his sister and the things their mother put her through. Adam is very lucky. Now about his mother. He has decided to give her one last chance to go to therapy with him and he has stated that if she does not, he will be going no contact with her. We have a lot to rebuild, but I know we can do it together. 
And there were some relevant comments on this one where OP replied to them. So we're gonna go through them quickly before we have that final update to see what happened, hopefully get a conclusion to this all. So the first comment said, I still don't understand how the moment of realization for him wasn't the trip to Spain. He planned a romantic trip for the two of you that turned into him hanging out with his mother and leaving you completely alone. I'd feel absolutely horrendous leaving my SO in coach while I'm hanging out in first class with my mother who can't afford to pay for her own goddamn windows. She shoves you out of her plans and then has the balls to shove you out of your own. How did he not see how fucked up that was? OP replies saying, we've gone over that trip a lot in therapy. His therapist explained to me that it's akin to someone being stuck in an abusive relationship and always making excuses for the abuser so often they believe their own rationalizations. He felt a lot of guilt for his father's death. Adam donated a kidney and his father's body rejected the donation. He feels like it's his fault that his mother is alone and I think she preyed on that a lot. It probably should have been a moment of clarity but it wasn't. We've recently decided together to put it in the past and move forward. Someone said, you didn't say what everyone is wanting to know. What has been his mother's reaction to all of this? Because it must have been like lightning dynamite and oh people, ah, well. Right now, she is on a month long cruise. That's why he has to wait. However, Adam did ignore all of her calls while he was in Europe with me. When he got back, she did a lot of guilt tripping. Oh, my poor heart, making me worry like that. Running off after her like some whimpering puppy just stuff to unman him and make him feel like less than he is. Then she tried to overdose on painkillers. She called the ambulance before she took any and they got there before she even managed to get three pills down. Really great response time. So they place her on a 72 hour watch. Adam only sent flowers. He did not really want to see her, but she decided a cruise and a small vacation might be best for her to get away. And before we go to that final update, I've just got to say, damn, after getting this extra information, I've got to say, I am feeling for Adam right now. I'm not saying, you know, they should get back together or anything because that's a that's a their decision. But, you know, what we heard about, you know, he gave a kidney over, then the father passed away and he's felt a lot of guilt over that death because the father, the father's body rejected it. And OP thinks mother-in-law is preying on that. And from the information we've seen here about how she acts, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest that, you know, she is doing that holy shit and if it is that imagine that guilt you know your parents one of your parents something you try gifting to them and then you're being made to feel guilty over that my word that's messed up but anyway let's go on to that final update to get some conclusion to this and find out what happened so final update it's been a long time we're all a year older adam and i will be composing this thread together Oh no, I gave away the ending. Yes, we are together. In fact, we're married. Here goes. Last time we left off, Adam was seeing a shrink. Still is. To try and unwind some of the damage his mother did. We're living separately for the time being. Adam's mother tried to commit suicide, but no, really. She called emergency services before she tried and didn't have time to swallow more than two pills. It's so scary to think that within his mind, there was such an abusive past when he has always had such a happy exterior. My husband, man, that's fun to say, was basically traumatized by his own mother his entire life, as was his sister. I'd alluded before in one previous thread that Adam's sister had it a lot worse than Adam when they were younger, but when Adam's father died, his mum locked in on him. So Adam's dad died of a kidney failure. However, Adam had donated one of his kidneys to try and save him. 
His father's body rejected the donation and passed away about 11 years ago this coming April. His mother took it upon herself during his grieving process to manipulate him into believing he killed his own father and she was alone now because of him. That if he wanted to repair what he did to her, he'd treat her better. Every time he thought that he could get away and create his own life and feel free, she'd remind him. The windows, for example. I only heard the part where she blamed me. But I tried to think back to the conversation and really tried to hear what Adam had said. It's about four years ago now, but he was telling me at that moment, the reason her house was falling down was because she no longer had a man to take care of it. Because he killed his dad. He was trying to tell me. I just wasn't able to understand what it meant. Same with the vacation to Barcelona. She was doing it in front of me now. When he was younger, a lot of these issues had been regarding academic success or athletic success. She didn't have any issues with his girlfriends or anything. She just viewed her children as extensions of herself. It was bad. It just wasn't this level of guilt inducing insanity. Let's get back to the present day. Adam's psychologist had suggested Adam offer his mother a chance to come to therapy to work out issues. He wasn't able to propose this to her at the time because after her suicide attempt, she whisked herself away on a cruise to get some much needed R&R. Whatever. Oh my God. You'd think he was asking her to murder puppies with the way she went on. So that's that. No contact. She has tried, but Adam has either ignored all phone calls with unknown numbers. We had our locks changed and his work has strict instructions not to let her pass the doors. She moved to where Adam's sister lives in July, but I know that his sister, we are close, has been no contact with her since she met her husband. We wrote off the $25,000. We either get it back in probate court or inheritance or not at all. I'm not really choked up about it, not enough to do any extra work to get it back right now, especially since Adam is worried she use it as leverage to buy back in. We ended up getting married in September flew out to be with my parents this week to renew our vows in their house and we're going to have our honeymoon in Fiji come January. My dad isn't doing well, but he always seems to fluctuate like that. However, my brother isn't optimistic this time. Anyway, we were wondering, since you have all been so supportive, if you could do us one small favor. Adam and I are going to have a grieving ceremony for his father so he can process it correctly without manipulation. For any of you who have lost parents, what helped you get through it? Thank you for everything. We wish we could invite each and every one of you to our wedding, but that would be creepy. <laughs> Imagine that wedding. Like loads of people, loads of Redditors turning up. <laughs> and firstly, I've got to say, I'm really sorry about what's going on with your father at this time. And all I can say is what anyone else would say is spend that time you can with him. Give him hugs, give him kisses if that's your thing. Just tell him that you love him again if that's your thing. That's something I used to do with my father all the time. You know, there was no holds barred. When we when we knew my father was coming to the end, you know, and, you know, we've always been a huggy family anyway, but whenever I'd see him, I'd tell him that I loved him, give him a hug, give him a kiss. And I know that's not for everyone, so I totally understand that. But if it is your thing, then get involved, you know, and also try to talk about their past as well. If you want that information, get that information, write it down as well. It's really important. It's it's something that I didn't get all the full information from my father, and it's something that I really regret. I got some but not as much as I'd like. I'd love to know about all his history now, you know, to just thinking back to the days when I used to go around there on a Monday and a Wednesday evening. We used to sit, have a curry, drink a couple of beers together and just talk about, sit in his back garden and talk about stuff. You know, we, me and my dad would talk crap all the time. Wow, my dad would. He would go on forever <laughs> if you let him. <laughs> 
and I would just love to know all about his past now. But yeah, anyway, I'm going off on one. But OP did ask at the end there, you know, for anyone who's lost parents, what helped you get through it? And, you know, if you've been with this channel for a little while, you know, you know I've lost both my mum and my dad over the past just three years. You know, the first year of my father's death is just coming up in this month, really. And I lost my mum a couple of years prior to that and other relatives along the way. It's been a wild few years, let me tell you. And the only suggestion I have for anyone that's going through it is just accept the way your body and your brain is dealing with grief. As long as in a healthy way, cry all you want, talk all you want, because like I've said time and time again, we all grieve in different ways. And as long as it's healthy and non-harmful to you or anyone else, then you go with that way. I always believed that, you know, I grieved prior to my father's death. You know, I knew it was happening a year before and I watched this man deteriorate to, to basically nothing in the end. And I felt very sort of pragmatic about what was going to happen. I was very numb about what was going to happen. I knew what was coming. And it was the same with my mum, albeit a shorter period with her. So when my father did pass, it was very, very much a relief for me that he was out of that pain. The way he was at the end, there's no way to live at all. But now, and especially the like last month or so, you know, I've realized, you know, I am still grieving. Whether my body is realizing it's coming up to a year since he passed and it's more in my head because, you know, I get tears quite frequently the last couple of weeks. And, and before I had my moments, you know, as I say, I'll be just driving down the motorway in, in, in my car and um, a song will come on, like Carpenters, for example, if you ever heard of them. And anything by them comes on, that's it, I'm in tears. And it always makes me chuckle. I, I, I picture myself driving down there, you know, ugly crying and the, the car next to me looking across and going, what the bloody hell is wrong with him? <laughs> and I know if my dad saw me like that, it'd be you soppy sod. <laughs> Bless him. But as I said, you know, grieve how you need to grieve as long as it's healthy. That's all I can ever suggest to anyone. We all grieve in different ways every single time. But as always, it's been a while since I waffled on like that. <laughs> I do apologize. Anyway, let me know what you guys think of today's story. I think it's a really nice one, the way that they did get back together in the end. You know, as in the first part, it was it was suggested, you know, you're a future husband problem here. And a lot of times we never see them get back together after something like this. So for him to turn up at her door, you know, shows his love towards her and the way he's willing to fight and you know the struggles he's going through in his mind to do with his father and his mother his mother's manipulation i think there's a whole range of different feelings and emotions going on you know i wouldn't have blamed op for walking away from this if they really wanted to but the fact that they fought together through this is a wonderful thing i think but i turn it to you guys what do you guys make of this one let me know your thoughts in the comments below now just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories your love support and time the new members recently oh my word i can never thank you enough for what you do as well absolutely incredible level stuff everything you guys do every single one of you is incredible thank you hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
I'll see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Whew, emotional one today. Yeah, man, I remember being so naive when life was good, weather and palm trees. Back in the day, you were everything I need. But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams. Oh, yeah, you played me like a fool when you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read. Oh, yeah, you see, we in despair, crime everywhere. You're selling false hope because you're just.